and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Julie Holland. And I'm Nick Spacek. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash cinepunks, which is spelled C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. Also, go check out these great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters. Essex Coffee Roasters offers specialty-grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. They believe you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. Right now, if you go to their website, uh, EssexCoffeeRoasters.com, and use the code CINEPUNKS, you get a... 10% 10% discount. You should also go check out Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley and also the world. Personable, professional, the only place where you can get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. It's You can find them at xlvacx.com. It is now time for the setup where we talk about things and we learn things about each other and you learn things about each other and occasionally you message us and we learn things about you. Um, and our getting to know you question for this episode, uh, tied in as always, uh, or as best we can to the movie at hand. Um, what's the worst thing one of your pets has done? <laughs> well, nothing on par with murdering, but you know, close. Um, most, most of the worst things my pets have done includes bodily functions. So we won't get into those because if you have pets, you've been there. Um, I did have my previous cat, Tilly, when I lived in Lawrence and always had roommates who were always loud. If I tried to sleep with my head under a pillow, she would lay on it as though to smother me. And uh, I will give a shout out to the most misbehaved pet I've ever owned, my current cat, Angus, who finds new ways to get into mischief all the time. And one day I came home and discovered he had gotten into our pantry and gotten into we had a bag of chow mein noodles, the crunchy ones. I think those are charming. Anyway, it was open all over his face, just crumbs and trying to yank him out of it was like, he was just like, no, I want more. What, How is, about your... what is it about cats being like carb freaks? Like, I don't, I don't understand know. it. Like, um, yeah, my cat, my, our, my cat busy loves donuts and pizza. Yeah. And my like, we had... childhood black cat loved powdered donuts loved them and would and was black and would just powder everywhere <laughs> yeah we had to like when we first got her we had to get a bread box like <laughs> the way we would store bread uh because otherwise like she would just get into it um this is like i don't want to tell this story because it is really gross but we got home from uh <laughs> it's kind of it's gross but it's hilarious um i will keep it as non-explicit as i possibly can um we had gone down to uh my brother-in-law's house in Cape Girardeau for uh, Thanksgiving. And the day after Thanksgiving, we're, we're, we drove back and we get back into Lawrence in like early afternoon. We walk in and we're like putting stuff away and all of that. And we looked, I look at some, we had left a, just a red onion sitting on the counter and I looked down and I was like, Oh no, did one of the cats get into it? And my cat, I just hear, Meow. and 
she thankfully it had just happened i don't know why she had decided to eat it like after we'd been gone for like two days but like ate raw red onion and then she we just hear this and she just starts uncontrollably like shitting herself and then is so like obviously so scared of what's happening she keeps trying to run away from her own poop um and is running through the house. We finally like get her before it turns into like the worst thing in the world. Get her in a pet carrier. It's the it's Black Friday, so it's thankfully not the holiday. So we can call the vet. And the vet's like, oh yeah, we'll just give her some stuff. Take her into the vet. The vet's like, oh yeah, like we'll give her we'll give her this pill. Like she'll be fine. Um, do you want me to like we can wash her off if you'd like? I was like, oh, that'd be great. And so the vet is just like, well, she hasn't, she seems to have calmed down a little bit and like reaches into the, like we've taken the top off the pet carrier, reaches in, picks her up and she just like, and as he like grabs her around the middle and squeezes her, you just hear the, and just like he literally squeezed it out of her and the look on his face was just like, like just like the most dejected vet in the world. And he was like, yeah, we'll clean this out too. And just like carries everything to the back and comes back about 15 minutes later with a damp cat. Um I love that story just because just that, nature's treasures. <laughs> they're the they're the best. <laughs> I will say uh, also my old cat Tilly was a champion mouser and Ooh. when I lived in Lawrence and had roommates, we often had mice because old house everybody's tidy and uh, one house in particular was really bad and i woke up one night to and i could feel her playing on the bed in the middle of the night and i was like that's not toy play that's not a toy and i opened my eyes and she had brought a live mouse onto the bed and i just watched it go boing 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 across the bed and i was like gonna find that dead in the morning and i did for a little thing yeah we had a we had a cat growing up that would just like like you'd hear like a scratch at the front door at the 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 storm door and go open it and look down and it will it have just like brought us like whatever like it'd be like a shrew or a vole or uh whatever and it would always be slightly stunned so you'd just be like oh no and you poke it and it would just be like, eh, and run away and then the cat would just look at you like i you ruined it you're terrible at this like you're supposed to kill it now which Trying is to help evidently, you. yeah evidently why cats bring you slightly dead animals is because they think you're a terrible hunter and they're trying to teach you how to do it i did have a pet mouse growing up named peewee and it got loose and my cat hunted it for a few days and then caught it and brought it to me and set it down gently and i was freaking out because i just assumed it was dead he was not and he was just sitting there and i finally was like peewee run and he ran but he didn't he didn't get far because he was confused so i was able to catch him but like i like to think that she knew i was looking for him and brought him back but i'm sure that she was like you've kept this thing in a cage for months kill it kill it did you ever do the thing in like elementary school where like you would raise like two mice like one would get like healthy food one would get junk food and then you'd like see what happened no that was like a science experiment that happened like and every like they would do it like at the end of this like semester and so my 
they have to have somebody to like take care of these mice over like the month that there's no school. And so like my sister got to bring them home uh, to our house. And within like three days, one of our cats got in, they disappeared. The mice were gone. Oopsies. <laughs> Until one day my mom's down in the basement doing laundry and like moves something and finds them. And it is both mice with their heads like a solid four feet away. Oh, so my sister my sister is freaking out because she has to go back to school and explain oh hey the science experiment we've been doing for two months is totally like oh because she's in like second or third grade yeah like it has to explain that like our cats killed them both in a very like the very good but very ritualistic very, <laughs> very final like there's <laughs> like oh maybe they'll be okay no 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 when what she didn't know was mice all look the same and you could just replace them and no one would ever be the wiser right yeah even mid-experiment nobody would know no all right tell us about the worst thing your pets have ever done have they ever murdered for you to become the president of an organization or you know anything lesser than that (laughs) anything up to and including that let us know Now it's time for new nightmare, new nightmares. This is our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming to theaters, yada yada yada. And as we are exiting the spooky season, the news feed has slowed down a little bit. I think. Yeah, yeah. But interesting, like, uh, it, it's some interesting news to kick off with. Um, so, uh, there, uh, Sven Gulli, Me TV, long running for decades. Uh, you know, horror host Rich Cause, who plays Sven Gulli, is obviously like he's, I believe, in his seventies at this point, mm-hmm. and like he's still going, and the show's still great and everything. But they did like a year long thing to find like people to expand the cast. So there are now Gwen Gulli, Imp, Ignatius Malvolio, Frankenstein, and Nost. Nostalgia for Atu. Um, uh, but yeah, they, uh, uh, Gwen Gooley is uh, an undead Hollywood enchantress. Uh, Imp is a trickster. And Nostalgia for Atu is an 800-year-old vampire. Um, and uh, not really surprising that the guy who plays Nostalgia for Atu got it. Because uh, he does, uh, he hosts the weekday uh, cartoon show, Tune In With Me. Um which has a bunch of puppets and is charming if you've never seen it. But yeah, it's uh it's kind of interesting. Uh there uh if you uh, if you if you were part of the Spinguli group on Facebook, there are a lot of people very upset about this. Oh dear. Yeah. Um and they uh they kind of uh they've premiered over the Halloween uh on Saturday nights and I'm curious to see how this all shakes out. They look great. The photos of them, they look awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people upset about it, which is ridiculous. But that's the welcome to the internet. <laughs> it's like, oh no, there's something new. Boo! We hate it. 
we have opinions and you should care. It's like it's nothing but a bunch of dad jokes and bad movies anyway. So like calm down. Yeah, right. All right. Next little bit of news before we jump into trailers is that they have announced Universal and Blumhouse have announced Black Phone 2, a sequel to last year's The Black Phone, which did really well. Uh, it's expected to hit theaters June 27th, 2025. I think it's interesting that they've got such a specific release date when they don't yet, we have not yet announced if director Scott Derrickson will be attached or I think anything else. Um, but The Black Phone was really good and interesting, and I am curious where they can take a second one. Uh, yeah, like, that's a very, very specific release date, and I'm just guessing that it's just to get in ahead and claim it for whatever may come out then, and, you know, maybe yeah. it's that whole thing. It's like, everybody works better when there's a deadline. Yeah, and but, you know, I wouldn't write it in pin on your calendar yet, because we've seen these things shift like crazy, even, with, even you know, a month out, so two years out or a year and a half out, I wouldn't get too excited just yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am. I am very curious as to like how you do a sequel, but mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now we go into trailers. Um, coming to theaters and wide release on December eighth is the film Eileen from Neon Pictures, um, directed by William Oldroyd. Um, and the script co-written by uh, Otessa Moshfeg, uh, who wrote the novel on which it's based alongside Luke Goebel, uh, and set during a bitter 1964 Massachusetts winter, young secretary Eileen becomes enchanted by the glamorous new counsel at, counselor at the prison where she works. Their budding friendship takes a twisted turn when Rebecca reveals a dark secret, throwing Eileen onto a sinister path um this looks very stylish yes very stylish and what a cast right i mean Anne hathaway thomas and mckenzie yeah i'm interested uh I, what is it um i get like the same sort of like throwbacky vibes you i got from like uh bad times at, at the el royale mm-hmm. um, like it but like in a like they don't have quite as much fun in this trailer as they did in the El Royale trailer. No, definitely not. <laughs> There's no shirtless uh, dancing uh, Liam Helmsworth in this. Um, it is. But uh, yeah, I really like the way this looks. It looks the poster is amazing. It's, they keep describing yeah. it as Hitchcockian. Yeah, this is definitely going to fall into the elevated horror category. Oh, yeah. And but I mean, like, this is the perfect thing to like come out in the depths of winter. Mm-hmm. Like, where yeah. it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I'll go see this on a weekend when I don't want to go outside and do anything. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next trailer. Let me make sure I'm on the right one. I am. Okay. Ghosts of the Void. This will uh, come out digital and VOD November 7th. So, not too long after this episode drops. And the synopsis is. Jen and Tyler used to have a solid marriage, a nice home, careers that promised a bright future. But when Tyler's drinking problem worsens and his writer's block continues, the debt collectors show no mercy, forcing the couple out of their home and into their car. Beyond stressed, exhausted, and overwhelmed with feelings of failure, Jen and Tyler park their car in a vacant lot, hoping to get a good night's sleep before dealing with the realities of tomorrow. However, their sleep becomes interrupted by a 
by homeless passerby, mischievous local kids, and eventually ominous strangers in harrowing mass. So it's kind of like the strangers, but added to your living in your car, which is already scary. Yeah, like it's just like uh the the reviews I've read of this, it's like it doesn't portray it as being like an uplifting or fun movie. No. Yeah. No, I the believe the trailer doesn't make it look that way either. No. The this little blurb says it's grim horror, which I, I think probably means that there's nothing nice at the end. Yeah. It's like this is just gonna be depressing. Yeah. Like it's about it. It's about getting kicked out of your house because your partner's an alcoholic. Um and then just goes downhill from there. Yeah. A real spiral into oblivion. Yeah. Super. Um yeah, I really, I mean, uh, they've been pushing this really hard. I don't know how many emails you've gotten about that movie, but I've gotten a bunch. <laughs> this one must have missed me. I heard a lot about it, but I don't think I've got, well, I've also been super busy and just passing through most emails. So it could be that I just overlooked it. This mask on the poster is terrifying, though. Yeah, all of the posters, like, they look like characters, like, out of, like, uh, like a weird, like, late 1990s, like, new metal video. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's nothing scarier than that. Uh, so we talked a couple episodes ago about like the poster. Uh, we and like very, 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 very brief teaser we had seen for um Diablo Cody and Zelda Williams, Lisa Frankenstein. We now have a full trailer, um, where we get to see uh Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse as like your Frankenstein and monster. Um, it looks so very 1980s. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks so very silly. It, mm-hmm. it looks so much like something I want to see. Yeah, the if we don't stuff. cover this, we may have been kidnapped. So che- if we don't cover this when it drops, check on us. <laughs> yeah, so like it also, you know, it, it, it comes uh, out February 9th of next year. Uh, the plot summary, a coming of rage love story about a misunderstood teenager in her high school crush who happens to be a handsome corpse. After a set of playfully horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a murderous journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts along the way. Like, 100% this trailer, like, if the just the very concept of this movie didn't make you want to see it, like, the trailer is uh, gleefully Diablo Cody. Let's just put it in that way. Yeah, it looks fun. and. Cole Sprouse is like if you didn't tell me that was him, I wouldn't even know it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell from the trailer. Like the still, that's like I'm like, oh yeah, I would have figured it out eventually. But mm-hmm. yeah, and it I, looks like in the trailer that like as time goes on, he starts to look less corpsey and more like Cole Sprouse. But but yeah, yeah, this looks very much fun and silly. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. so excited for it. Yes, right up our alley. All right. Here's something that doesn't look fun or silly. Leave the world behind. This is uh, coming to Netflix. I think it's maybe in theaters a little. It'll be in theaters November 22nd. And then on December 8th, it'll come to Netflix. It's got Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, a little bit of Kevin Bacon, um, which really confused me because I was like, that's Kevin Bacon. And then they showed me Ethan Hawke. And I was like, did I just confuse Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon? <laughs> and then it said the thing. names of I was like, okay, no, it is both of them. Okay, good. Um, so in, in this, this is a, adapting a 2020 novel penned by Ruman Alam. I hope I said his name right. Um, 
And the synopsis is, a family's vacation is upended when two strangers arrive at night seeking refuge from a cyber cyber attack that grows more terrifying by the minute, forcing everyone to come to terms with their places in a collapsing world. So it's sort of in this vein of movies we've been seeing lately where people rent an Airbnb and then someone else shows up. And then also it's a disaster movie. It's got it all. Uh, the tagline on the poster is there's no going back to normal um which is there are some there are some shots in this trailer that i'm just like you know what you could have just shown me this shot and i'd be like all right yeah mm, i want to see it like the the ship yeah coming at the the beach beach. it looks like that it's so epic and so simple like it's not like a big they're not making like a big it just as a gigantic like cargo ship coming at a beach uh the the deer uh mm-hmm. the obvious um like driverless cars like trying to kill people uh yeah all for it i'm sure it'll be one of those things where about halfway through i start like sighing and being like okay this is ridiculous but <laughs> they've roped me in and i will give it yep. a shot because i have netflix and why wouldn't i exactly and i mean it's got Ethan Hawke. Right. It's got Kevin Bacon. It's got, it's got Marasha Ali. Like, yeah. It, it's got Julia Roberts, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, this is this is arguably like the most star-studded thing that they've ever done. Yeah. For Netflix. And it looks yeah. good, too. Yeah. It looks pretty. Uh, speaking of movies that look very pretty, but also terrifying, oh, <laughs> uh, is William Brent Bell's Lords of Misrule. Uh, William Brent Bell did Orphan First Kill, both a film both of us quite enjoyed. Uh, mm-hmm. surprised, uh, like, surprised us by enjoying so much. Yes. <laughs> um, it is coming to theaters and VOD on December 8th, which is evidently the new uh, hot date of yeah. <laughs> film releases. Um, the plot synopsis is as follows. Uh, Rebecca Holland, who has recently taken over as priest of a small town um when her young daughter grace goes missing at the local harvest festival a desperate search begins the closer they edge towards finding grace the more secrets emerge from the town's dark past soon rebecca must decide just how much she is willing to sacrifice to rescue her daughter from the grip of evil it is folk horror it's got ralph innocent the man with one of the greatest voices in film these days uh yeah this looks so much fun yeah, this is right up my alley. I love full core. I'm very, very excited about this. Yeah, more it, scary masks. It looks very Wicker Man. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I am just like, oh, oh, like it just yeah. looked like the masks and the like. Just Ralph Innocent can just like narrate anything, and it could be a children's movie, and it would just be like, oh, well, this is the devil. <laughs> this is terrifying. Yeah, super stoked on that one. All right, up next. Do not disturb. Uh, this is another vacation horror, uh, which is funny. Like, wh- what's horror got against vacations these days? <laughs> There's something. Um, this will be in theaters November 17th, probably minimally, I would imagine, and digital on November 21st. Um, Chloe and Jack travel to Miami for their honeymoon. They decide that a peyote experience will strengthen their marriage. Doubtful. However, they've been given a powerful strand that awakens a desire to eat human flesh. Confronting their toxic relationship, their room becomes a den of love, lust, and resentment 
as Chloe realizes that the way to escape this troubled marriage is to literally consume Jack. Well, that feels like it gives it away. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, I, I just assume that anytime you have like something taking place at an exotic locale, it is just a way like, okay, listen, we're going to make this movie, but we're also going to make it this year's vacation. So like, let's just double up. Yeah. <laughs> um, That may be like being a bit reductive, but um, yeah, this movie looks uh very gross, mm-hmm. um, but also very like making the most of its low budget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a cannibal fan, but I'll watch some cannibal stuff. Uh, I have noticed like some really like some more recent cannibal movies that don't lean into like the cannibals in the jungle situation are really good. Like they're really, they're really like it's gross and everything, but you have uh, all that without weird elements of like cultural appropriation or uh, like gross animal dismemberment. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just Just your average middle-class cannibals on vacation. (laughs) People who eat people are the most wonderful people of all. <laughs> uh, we have a new movie uh, that has a laser blasting ice mummy, uh, and it is called The Hyperborean, and it is from Tony Burgess, the writer of Pontypool. Um, uh, I am aware that many people find Pontypool to be like one of the greatest movies ever made. I think it's fine. Um, but ice mummy. A whiskey magnet uh, summons his contentious family to sample his legacy product, a casks of scotch aged 170 years recovered from a ghost ship in the Canadian Arctic. Uh, and in one of them, there is an, a laser blasting ice mummy. Um, I mean, it's still the risk you got to take for good whiskey, right? Yeah, the trailer confused the absolute shit out of me. Like, I, yeah. I was just like, like uh, weird this... animated moments. Mm-hmm. Uh and I couldn't tell like what they were doing clips of stuff from, but like uh, laser blasting ice mummy, and yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, and the poster looks like the cover of an old pulpy horror western. Yeah, which is I kind of cool. I think they are definitely going for uh, trying to uh, the 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 Hyborian age is the the Conan Robert Howard thing um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but so i'm assuming they're trying to tie back to that but yeah sure why not yeah give it a chance yeah all right final trailer final bit of news we have a trailer and it, this headline says final trailer so apparently there were some we missed i think uh, for the killer which is the new david fincher movie it's um in select theaters now but it'll be on netflix on november 10th after a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt he insists isn't personal. Um, it's adapted from a series of graphic novels by Alexis Nolent. It's got Michael Fassbender, Charles Parnell, Arliss Howard, Charlotte, Sophie, Charlotte, and Tilda Swinton. You know, it's it's assassiny. It's an assassiny kind of horror. Uh, love the fact that it's an international manhunt and it's not personal. Like, yeah, I, no. like once it's gone international, actually, once it's gone like out of the town, like it, it's personal. I'm just going way out of my way, but not personal. <laughs> it's like listen, I'm just doing my job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very thorough. I'll watch Michael Fassbender be intense and brooding and 
intensely brooding in anything. So, yeah, you know, also yeah, yeah. feels like it could be a big one once it I hits Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I mean, David Fincher, like, yeah. Listen, if I can't get more Mind Hunter, I will take whatever I can. Yeah, for real, for real. And that is all the news. Da, da, da. Maybe you were thinking about running. And have every sister turn on me with your new year? I'm surprised. You just need something that sets you apart. The new house mascot. I will be running for president. You're so clipped. People are really excited about Alpha. And you. Get rid of the sloth. I'm sorry. But it's you or me. People are just disappearing. She's a sloth. She can't plan that. What do you even know about those things? I know that they're slow. Slow? Did she look slow to you? Did you see the look in her eye? She's like a cute Chucky! And now it is time for our feature presentation, the now streaming on Hulu film Slother House, directed by Matthew Goodhue. Julie, what is it all about? Emily Young, a senior in college, wants to be elected as her sorority's president. She adopts a cute sloth, thinking it can become the new mascot and help her win, until a string of fatalities implicate the sloth as the main suspect in the murders. But that's not even accurate. People don't even notice it's murders. They're just like, where'd so-and-so go? Yeah. Um, no one suspects the sloth. Nobody suspects anyone, actually. No. Um the like here's here's here I just like watched this movie and had a very lovely time, but definitely missed some things. Did not realize that Sigma Lambda Theta sloth. Oh, yeah, yeah, I figured that out by looking at the Wikipedia entry. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, here's a movie about a a a, a sloth that uh, kills people and posts pictures on Instagram, um, <laughs> and actually has jokes that are so subtle I didn't notice it. So, you know, congrats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this movie dumb? Yes, absolutely. It is dumb, but is that puppet? cute as fuck yes that's love yes. of it is cute as hell <laughs> also i was explaining this to some people at work and they're just like that sounds so stupid i was like yeah but here's the deal this is a movie that acknowledges the fact that like once your concept is a killer sloth you are you're already dumb so yeah. just like why have to like lean into things that it's like well a sloth couldn't do that yeah a sloth also can't like murder people yeah so a sloth can't drive stick, but this one does. 
and so, really well. Yeah. Um, How uh, are her feet reaching the pedals? Doesn't matter. It is just um I love the fact that they just automatically name the sloth Alpha. Yeah. The it is it is the it is the top creature in this house. Well, and the movie kicks off with the sloth murdering an alligator or crocodile that tries to murder it. So already you know this sloth is not messing around. It's the sort of movie where you're just like, I it's like, do you need to know the plot? No. No. Like, I mean, like, have you seen a a, a sorority slasher before? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm then you you kind of know what you're going to get. Like, yeah, except with a sloth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's fabulous. She's sitting by the pool. She's uh, being the line judge for some volleyball, I think. She's she's all over the place. She's great. I love the fact that they they lean into like this whole movie is just about being the most ridiculous movie it can possibly be while also still not being stupid i guess yeah yeah it's almost like they found a really great sloth puppet and they were like this is such a good puppet it could be in a movie wait a minute there's an idea i think like it it legitimately does feel like that where it's just like oh somebody built an animatronic sloth puppet and they're just like well let's we'll make a movie based off what we have yeah and the only movie you can make that sort of thing work in is a horror movie you couldn't make a coming-of-age comedy with a sloth puppet. No one would get into it. Horror yeah, is a safe space. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember like where they shot that. They shot this somewhere in Serbia. Serbia, yeah, like somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah, <laughs> which is um, it like I didn't realize like it was shot there. I mean, I assume it wasn't shot in the United States because it is pretty low budget, but um. Like, it's got a very interesting cast. Like, you see, like, oh, like several British actors. Um, mm-hmm. um, like our two leads, uh, Emily and Brianna, as played by uh, Lisa uh, uh, and and Sydney Craven, are both British. Had no idea. Good on them. Yeah. Um. Uh, Tiff Stevenson, uh, who is the house mom, Miss Mayflower. I kind of guessed. Yeah, I was just like, mm, yeah. But <laughs> it is, yeah, there is the, everything you could possibly want in a sorority slasher is here, but amped up to just like increasingly silly things. Yeah. I do have one major problem that kept me from truly enjoying this movie, which is the character of Zenny, who is like the human yeah. comic relief. And it's bad. It's a bad character. And when your murder is a sloth, you don't need a human comic relief. You have your comic relief. It's I just ugh, every moment she was on screen. Nothing against that actress, who I'm sure is wonderful, but the character was bad. Yeah, Zenny is a very like just a character where I'm just like I was unsure while watching it whether Zenny was meant to be like a gender non-conforming individual or if they're just like, listen, we can't afford to also have a fraternity in this movie. So are we going to have one of the members of the sorority 
act like the dumb sorority dude we would normally have in a picture such as this. Yeah, to the point where she even drops her voice and talks like this. Yeah. In, in a way that I don't think is probably anywhere near that actor actress's voice. Um, yeah, it, it was just like from the moment she first spoke, I was just like, no, why? No. Yeah. I feel like you could have had a goofy stoner character without it being that annoying. Yeah, it does go like it is. It is. Uh, It is kind of like. I, I was like, well, maybe I'll find something to appreciate about Zenny going on. I Not to bring up crabs for the billionth time, but <laughs> like Radu is a character yeah. that's just like, fuck this character. And then by the end, I was just like, this is the, oh, he is the hero of this movie. Yeah. In fact, when we were watching this, Rob said, is this the female Radu? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the other thing is also like zenny is kind of like as like the various like um like rush characters start you know showing up starts being like fresh meat like that sort of thing and I'm like mm-hmm. is, is zenny supposed to be like like it's one of those where it it you you dance on the edge of it's like are they gender non-conforming or are they supposed to be a predatory lesbian or like yeah like I started getting like I was just like I don't know how to like I felt all sorts of ways but also did not know how to feel about Zenny and it like I as a character just also like the whole movie is so goofy like you don't need a character who is actually goofy exactly yeah it's not necessary and it if it's not like if they happen to have a character written who is so perfect they had to leave it in then fine but this ain't it yeah I almost wonder like if Zenny was originally not a member of the sorority but like one of the friends of um tyler mm-hmm. uh, emily's boyfriend like it, it, it i get that feeling that that's supposed yeah. to be the idea and then they're just like oh well we found this actress who's like really great and so let's do that um but yeah it's it's such a goofy movie like you don't really need it and it also like yeah. it's a weird movie because it, it kind of has a message <laughs> like, yeah the weirdest part about this whole movie yeah i don't think we've talked about like it is it is about taking animals from their their natural habitat and whether that's yeah. right or not leave them where they are i apologize for my distraction uh my cat jellybean is trying to earn an entry into worst thing your pets have done but <laughs> i've been doing that in the background it has been a real problem right now um <laughs> uh, yeah like uh i mean like the whole idea of just you know like uh the this is a movie you actually kind of have to pay attention to uh which i didn't yeah. think was the case like i thought this was going to be a movie i could like kind of like put on and just like half watch and enjoy myself but there is so much going on via like social media and whatnot that is very relevant to the plot actually <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, cuz that's the other thing, right? It's it's not only about don't take animals out of their natural environment to make them pets. It's also about like what what are you willing to do to viral or be popular and why is that maybe not a great idea? What are the downsides of that, you know, that stretching or that attempt to be popular? Yeah, it's it's kind of about like chasing clout. It's about like, you know, trying to be, you know, because obviously like the 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 reason that Emily gets this sloth and latches onto it so strongly is because she's using it as a way to um, 
be part of her bid to be the president of Sigma Lambda Theta and take over from um, Brianna who, uh, Lake. And it's a it's a very interesting thing. Like it just like there's a lot going on. I don't necessarily know if it does it all act, you know, successfully. Yeah. But um, oh god, the 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 scene. They, it, it's so funny because you're watching it and it's kind of silly and it's kind of dumb and everything. And then you'll see the scene like Alpha is like stalking like one of the sisters who's like all sad on the top bunk of her. Yeah. In her room. And you just see like the lightning will flash and then like Alpha will be in a different position in a different part of. The yeah. room. And it's just like this very like like very slowly coming at her. And it is hilarious, but also very uncomfortable. Very menacing, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a movie that like knows what it is and really leans into it. Yeah, yeah. The the when it gets ridiculous is when it really shines. Like when it fully goes bananas is when you're like, yes, <laughs> yes, sloth, yes. Yeah, like one hundred percent. It is a movie that I like. Just I did not I, I expected to enjoy myself but didn't expect myself to really be recommending it to so many people yeah yeah and i've had friends reach out and be like we're we're watching this together right like well we can but i need to watch it for the podcast i had watched it this week but definitely we'll be willing to watch it again yeah like, and i uh, think in a room full of friends this is really going to be the best the best way to watch this like if you've got nothing, so we're you'll you'll hear this after Halloween, but you can still watch it after Halloween. But like if I had friends coming over on Halloween, I would absolutely toss this on and be like, "Let's get weird with the yeah. sloth." <laughs> yeah, and it the the nice part about it is it is uh, you know it's it's on Hulu and it's kind of gross, but like the murders aren't particularly graphic. Um, yeah, it's PG thirteen, and a lot of the murders like at first, so there's. There's a couple murder murders at first that you see some stuff. And then once she gets to the sorority house, there's a handful of murders that it's just like almost a montage. Like, and then this person died and then this person died and there's no graphic. There's no gore that you're just seeing sort of their last moments and sloth and then on to the next person. And like, I don't even know what the body count is because there were just a handful of those. I was like, I don't even know how many people Alpha just murdered in that montage, but it seems like a noticeable amount and no one seems concerned. <laughs> I do. They do bring it up at one point where it's like, where is everyone? <laughs> like when they're doing when they're doing the big vote. Yeah, it's just like it seems like there would be a lot more sorority sisters to vote for the president. And there's maybe a dozen and a half people in this yeah. room. And I know in most a, sororities have way more members than that. In, in an incredibly giant house, which is obviously some Serbian mansion, not a real sorority house, but it would hold a lot more than what we see. Yeah, like that murder montage is like the thing I think that really hooked me into the movie because it happens, I think, within like the first half hour or so or yeah. just a little bit past. And it's just like, oh, we're going to kill like a dozen people just, just boom, boom, boom. It's, it was... And then never mention it again. Uh, characters you didn't meet, characters you don't need to know about, just know they're dead. Which I feel is a commentary on like slasher movies in general. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of fodder. Yeah, that's just like, you know, it's just uh cannon fodder. Um yeah. Oh, 
yeah it's it's a lot of fun uh is it it, it like whether you enjoy it i think it depends on your ability to just like watch something and just ex like they accept the fact that this is a very dumb premise from the start mm -hmm. and go with it you um, have to it's a sloth I, and i like that throughout the movie especially early on but throughout the movie they keep commenting on how they're not as slow as you think they're really <laughs> faster than you think they are <laughs> um the 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 summary uh by uh caddy lanigan who is one of the 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 people who um came up with the story described it as mean girls meets happy death day with a touch of gremlins um yeah. accurate yeah it it has that sort of like it, it's like a live action cartoon at points yeah for sure but um yeah if you see the poster or the like the, the trailer or like even the poster the poster says don't rush die slow um features <laughs> <laughs> a very menacing looking alpha yeah uh, the sloth is doing the mr burns excellent yeah like listen like if you see that and you're just like and you expect something other than what you get like you deserve to get disappointed and yeah upset. like you it, it this movie uh, like slaughterhouse does not hide what it is under a bushel no. basket like it lets no. its light shine brightly on you if you come into this movie not trying to have fun and be ridiculous then that's on you yeah yeah that is 100 your, your fault yeah i think i think it's safe to say we both recommend despite our dislike of just the one character overall good time and maybe that character won't bother you as much as it bothered me yeah um what else what else would you recommend people watch if they are interested in other things even though there's nothing quite like slaughterhouse <laughs> uh if you would like a good creature feature that definitely features its tongue planting planted uh thoroughly in cheek um like placid um the absolute uh stone cold uh killer alligator film with um many many actors and actresses in it but uh featuring a a stellar performance by miss betty white mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> watch it if for nothing else uh and my favorite sorority slasher um house on sorority row um because it is legitimately uh like i think it is still underseen at this point i think more people should see it yeah what about you well, I have gone with the movie that has made me terrified of monkeys to this day, Monkey Shines. Ugh. So scary. Um, you know, animals gone bad. And then if you've been with us from the beginning, you know we love crabs. If you haven't, seek out crabs. It's a, an equally ridiculous, knows what it is. Uh, I think it does it a little better than Slother House, a lot better than Slother House. I just think crabs was so much better than it had any right to be and if you want over the top animals being over the top that's that's a great place to start it would be a great double feature it really would be and the nice part is is they're both readily available on uh streaming services like crabs uh just hit uh screen box a, a little bit ago and slother houses on hulu so um obviously too <laughs> <laughs> two of the three streaming platforms we lean into very heavily for this program uh so you should probably have it yeah
And now it is time for I'll Be Right Back. What do we have coming up that is spooky? I assume a bunch because it's Halloween week. Or probably not because we're adults with jobs. Yeah. It's on a Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at. I guess we'll give out. And we don't even get trick-or-treaters. So I don't even get, you know, we get maybe three to five trick-or-treaters. So I don't even get to see spooky but sometimes something comes up halloween and we end up going out maybe to a movie or something that's about it we already were recording this the sunday before halloween so rob and i have already done our very limited halloween quote-unquote partying and that's about it and spooky season as a whole is winding down so i don't see anything in particular on the horizon spooky for me how about you yeah about the same like uh i am i am very much in the middle of watching goosebumps and loving it really nice like, uh, uh i do need to s- start follow the house of usher because uh yes. everybody it's says so it's good. amazing um and great performances especially by like people i really enjoy like that have been added to the flanagan verse mm-hmm. um the flaniverse flaniverse um but yeah like i mean like again like it's uh They've got some fun stuff coming up to do, but none of it's really spooky. Like just kind of, yeah, winding down Halloween. Like I work Halloween from like noon to eight, which means I'll get to see some fun costumes and get to do all that and then go home before it gets, you know, drunk college kids start coming in wearing costumes. Yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, And trying to convince me that they're 21. Uh, (laughs) You got to take off the mask. But yeah, it's part of my outfit. Yeah, well, it comes off for a reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just like it's the start of cold weather and all of that. Uh, yeah, this this will be our brief hibernation before the holiday Christmas horror starts hitting. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like this is just like I'm like okay, I know, maybe I'll you know get some stuff done. Isn't it funny that Christmas is almost as big of a horror holiday as far as movies as Halloween these days? Like I feel like we get at least two holiday horrors every year new ones yeah there are so many um and we've got some really great ones coming up uh and also like this is apropos of nothing but they announced terrifier 3 yeah it's going to be a christmas movie oh i didn't hear that part wow yeah okay. like that just came <laughs> out uh and i'm just like shit <laughs> now i have to see it like i'm just yeah. mad like, I don't want to watch another Terrifier movie. I didn't want to watch the first one. I still don't watch the second one, and I Either feel I... like I need to. Everybody says it's so good. I The first one, I was like, I don't, I didn't like it that much. But people sure love the second one, so I need to give it all another go. Maybe. I'll see. Oh, one spooky thing that is coming up on Halloween. The Boulay Brothers' Dragula Season 5 hits Shudder. I am a huge fan. You've heard me talk about it. So I'm very, I will be immediately, well, not immediately because it hits at like 11 p.m. our time and I will be asleep. But after that, starting November 1st, I will be watching many episodes of that. And there's a Kansas City drag queen on this uh, season's cast. So a little hometown rub. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage. We can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make any suggestions for upcoming episodes, share your thoughts, tell us where your pets have gone crazy, um, please reach out. Let us know. Also, 
uh, I think it bears uh, mentioning we were on uh, we got to guest on another thing. Um, if, if you would like to see our faces uh, talking about horror movies, we were on the YouTube podcast show. KB loves movies. Um, KB had us on uh, to talk our favorite spooky flicks. And it was super we each, fun. We each shared a couple and then jointly uh, shared one for everyone. Uh, yeah. And I. I'm very proud of myself. Like I didn't repeatedly touch my face. Um, <laughs> I didn't get weird. Like we look like of... normal people. Yeah, like we people. Really as close good as we can camera. come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also fun because I was in an immense amount of pain that day. <laughs> you hardly can tell. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a fun time. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a good check in. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, it's on YouTube, and you can find KB Loves Movies on all of the socials uh, at KB Loves Movies. Yeah, that was so fun. Uh, and we plugged this on the show. Uh, hopefully, we got some new listeners out of it. Um, but we've got stickers. You can email us or reach out to us on socials, and we'll get you a sticker or two or three or however many. Um, also, buttons. I've got. I still got some some bubble mailers if you want some buttons. So let us know. Yes. All the music featured in this episode is by Steve Spacek, Nick's brother, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at nodder.bandcamp.com. And Nick, where can they find you on social media? I am on X slash Twitter slash Blue Sky at Nuthouse Punks. And you can find me on Instagram at Nick Laughs Mouse. And you can find me on uh, Letterboxd at uh, From and Inspired. Um, I, I should really update it. I did Doug Tilly's. Um, like no budget nightmare stream the other night and saw a bunch of really weird shit nice (laughs) um where can they find you i am dark humor girl everywhere you're looking so i'm an easy one and i'm on most of the things to varying degrees um thank you for listening everyone we will be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror and we will be talking about when evil lurks directed by demian rugna nick what's it about In a remote village, two brothers find a demon-infected man just about to give birth to evil itself. They decide to get rid of the man, but merely succeed in spreading the chaos. Don't watch this one during dinner. (laughs) I caught this at Fantastic Fest, and it is gooey. All this and more on the next episode of The Carnage Report. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.